This is WMUA Amherst, and you are listening to... That's right, Barbarian in the Valley, your midnight to one slot here on WMUA Amherst. The Grave Digger Special. The Dead of Night. The I Don't Know What I'm Doing With My Life Special. The like, uh, I really wish I could get to sleep. And why did I turn this on special? And I don't know what's going on in the world special. And a very, very special episode. That's right. I am the B.I.Q. on the Barbarian in Question, and you are my Barbarian kin. And we are in a tribe of a kind, and perhaps not a traveling tribe, but like a tribe of incoherency, a tribe that doesn't rely on seeing the world any one way, you and I. Now, if you're driving down 91, or if you're at home, and you get the red light on, or if you're at a party and you're just pumping this music in my voice. Or you, if you're breaking into Trader Joe's again, stop it. Cut it out. Prices are quite reasonable. You don't need to do that. Now, each week we have a theme. Each week, well, actually, hold on. Before I get to the theme, I totally forgot. I signed up for this new dating site. And I don't really have a ton of time these days, but, you know, with everything else considered. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to ch- just check this out. Okay, here, here we have, uh, let's listen to this one. I'm Carrie. I'm a receptionist. And I'm looking for a serious man who takes life seriously. The most romantic thing I've ever done was I got a, um, a poster framed of a hot air balloon. And I gave it to my brother. Uh, okay, let me think about that. How about, how about, how about, how about her? I'm Cheryl. I'm a girls high school tennis coach. And if you want a girl like me, I'm here to serve you. Hey boys, if you ever were looking for a girl that can make your dreams come true and everybody would like her a lot and say, you did it, uh, I'm your girl. I kind of, you know, it's like a little low energy, honestly. All right, how about... It's Deborah, and I work at Pirate's Cove the local mini golf course. I'm most afraid of bees, um, snakes, my father. I don't like when guys say that I'm stalking them. Uh, sounds a little needy. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. I mean, probably shouldn't have done that on live radio. Let's get back to the show. Anyway, each week we have a theme, and this week's theme is speed dating. That's right, you remember that? Speed dating. We're always speed dating. We're always sleep training. And you know what the ultimate sleep training is, right? Oh, it's all waiting out there for us. Meanwhile, we got plenty of things to do. So let's go. To the show.
Okay, you, we are back in the Barbarian Lair. I'm the BIQ. I'm the Barbarian in question. And our friend Harry. Harry at Hendershot. Hendershot is back with us on radio, Radio Live, WMUA Amherst. And we've just been mulling over the new child labor laws that are about to hit the House floor and probably move over to the Senate. And that public education will no longer be mandatory past the fifth grade. Champion of production. This is yeah. great. This is great. But we have a 48-hour work week that stays in place, okay? We have, you know, a massive uh, economic downturn. You know, global trade has essentially ceased. And we are looking at kind of like significant threats abroad, right, from China, mm-hmm. at least from China. And now we have uh, now we have a number of seventh and eighth graders who are working full time. They're not in school, you know. So I feel like this law is not this is an they're... educational experience, though. Mm-hmm. So this is a vocational experience in which they are learning, yeah. Just not the traditional well, academic. Well, I think sense. we have to be careful with that because you know um, I don't know when the last time you were on the factory floor was, but it, does, it takes about three days to learn it, and then it takes you know. Then you're just pumping this stuff it's a out. It's a lifetime of skill inter, for those interpersonal relationships. If something goes down, how do you react to that? How do you react mm-hmm. with your managers? So you're learning. I'm just worried about this law because, you know, eighth graders working in a factory, I'm okay with that. Like, that's the new normal. And ninth graders. Um, but to, this this seems like an escalation of child labor, you know. And so fifth grade, that just feels really young to me. We're not... We, we are not slugging around in coal mines during the industrial revolution here this is a completely different experience for these we still have osha regulations we still have all of these systems and implementations in to 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 ensure the safety of these of the of the kids and how are we not failing our kids by putting them into public uh, a failing public school system that is going to teach them about mathematics or science or English that they are not going to use in the practical sense once they get out of yeah, their high know, school here's experiences. The problem, Harry, is that any family that can afford to not do this is not doing this. That is to say, their kids are going through high school. So it's really an attack on poor and lower middle class working class families. I mean, that's what we're basically... You don't see any kid of means down on the factory floor. They're still in these giant empty high schools, basically. You know, these high schools, I went into one of these high schools recently, uh, and you basically have four or five classrooms running out of 50. You know, it's not even efficient. And the rest of it, they've kind of shut down. It's all in one wing. And all of these kids are kids of means. All these other kids are in the factories now. Now you're talking about extending that to the grammar school, and that worries me. Well, the individuals that are going to, to high school, have they not earned that opportunity? They've demonstrated... No, through, their family has. I mean, if you want to talk about winning the genetic, genetic lottery well, or something Well, their like that. genetic lottery, their families can afford to send them there. How is that winning the genetic lottery? Because that was, they were born into it and not... Their by, parents weren't necessarily born into it. Maybe there's generation upon generation that actually worked very hard and was hmm. innovative and created and produced well, Harry, to the point where folks, they could survive, so they could take their family and Harry is back in the winner's circle here I don't know if he's devil's advocating or what I just think you haven't been in a factory for a while now let me say this here's an alternative plan you know from 5th through 8th grade they work in the factories because that's a great time actually for them to work in the factories 
Like that's when Rousseau talks about this. He says, you know, and, and those kids at that age should be running through the forest or something. Well, it's not the forest, it's the factory. And then from 9th to through 12th, they come back to compulsory public education. What then, happens if they don't want to? Compulsory public education. I just think it's really bad for society to only educate students through the fifth grade. I, I think that we'll see the results in a couple of decades, and I think that wealth inequality will only get more firmed up with this. That's the point of public education, is that it's trying to loosen class structures a little bit. How long do you think that this initiative is going to last? Our, our economy is crumbled. Our economy is, is yeah, in the tanks. Yeah, we need the labor. We need, we need the labor. a... You have population issues in terms of generations. I know we, we, we need, need a labor. shot of adrenaline directly into our veins right now. Well, okay, okay, then... And this it, is how it's going to solve it. We I have understand. the unemployment. We never no. factor in unemployment rates of, of children here. Sometimes I wonder if you're actually a government plant. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I really do. I wonder if you're being paid to be on this show. I certainly don't make any money off of it, but I wonder if you do. Uh, you, you just you talk the party line. Well, I think if anything, you know, if we need a shot of adrenaline, then this law should be capped and for the next six or seven years. I don't want a law going on the books that makes this long term. Like that's my that would be my argument. This law has to be revisited. I'm okay with uh, sixth graders working in factories, and I might even be okay with not doing compulsory education, but I'm not indefinitely. I think there has to be something baked into the law that says this gets reviewed in five years.
I was out on Houston Street, I'd taken my bike down the stairs. I was biking over to my girlfriend, now my wife, in Brooklyn. And as soon as I got down in the street, I felt this just amazing energy. It was just electric. Everyone kind of moving around. It was uh, rush hour. It was like 5.15. And it had gotten dark. Like real dark. And it was like a really specific kind of electric air. But I got on my bike. I thought, oh, there's a storm coming all right. But I can outrun it. That's right, because I'm fast on my bike. Anyway, I gotta go see my baby. So I jump on my bike. And I bang it down to the Manhattan Bridge. And when I get on the bridge, I look behind me. And the sky, it's like purple and green. It's just, just feels like a giant bruise over the city. I'm like, oh, I can still, I can outrun this. I can, I'm fast. And I start huffing and puffing up the Manhattan Bridge. And it isn't four seconds before. It totally engulfs me. And lightning is flashing from every direction. And the rain is just whipping my back. And the wind is blowing me across the bridge. And I am just flying. Just flying and full of energy. And ripping down the bridge. And I come down under the bridge. And under the bridge, wordlessly, 122 bicyclists waiting it out. Just wordless. Not really looking at each other. Just waiting for the storm to pass. And it got a little lighter. And the storm did pass. I took off. And it got really hot. And I was practically dry by the time I saw Robin. Thank you. 
Let me know the moment.